After close to two decades of negotiations and historic United Nations Ocean Treaty to protect marine biodiversity in international waters was agreed on this week in New York. The agreement, referred to as the High Seas Treaty, will allow marine protected areas or MPAs to be set up in international waters. It's been supported by Pacific leaders and environment-focused non-government organizations. Caleb Fotheringham has more. The treaty is in line with the 30 by 30 pledge made by countries at the UN Biodiversity Conference in December to protect a third of the sea and land by 2030. World Wildlife Fund New Zealand's Chief Executive Officer Kayla Kingdon-Bibb says the treaty is set to benefit Pacific nations. The ocean influences every aspect of life in the Pacific. It's central to culture and it sustains the well-being of Pacific nations. So what happens out in the deep sea is really significant and improving the conservation and sustainable use of the marine biodiversity in the region is critically important for intergenerational equity and sustainability going forward. Ms Kingdom Bibb says it will also mean commercial fishing will be better managed. The Pacific region's fisheries are a major source of income and food security for many Pacific island countries and territories. And the pathways set out in this agreement will help safeguard these species and their habitats and also assist in ensuring the sustainability of Pacific fisheries. Greenpeace campaigner Jessica Desmond says the treaty was the start of getting marine protected areas implemented on the high seas. We need to think of this as the first step. It's a great first step. It's a historic win that we finally have a way to create marine protected areas. And now we need to get on with the hard work of actually implementing those marine protections. Ocean governance expert Hugh Govan says MPAs are sometimes promoted as a cure-all for ocean problems, which was not the case. However, Mr Govan says if international mechanisms designed to protect the ocean were not working, MPAs in the high seas could be beneficial. In the high seas, if management is not being very effectively carried out, it may well be that marine protected areas are the best available tool and it might well help everybody if strict protection is is enforced on large sections of the high seas. Mr Govan says he hopes the strongest authorities on establishing the MPAs will be Pacific island states. At the moment, and in particular for tuna, it's the small island states that are carrying what we call the conservation burden of managing the world's tuna stocks. And the, the fishing that happens in the high seas is benefiting from this conservation without actually being part of the access fees arrangement. Ms Desmond says a network approach needs to be taken when establishing the MPAs, which includes taking into account migratory patterns. There's a risk where protections happen in areas that industry don't want to use. We've seen it happen where the fishing industry, for example, has said you can protect these areas because we actually don't want to fish them. That's not the approach we want to take. Lee Deido Kana Singer led the organisation Pacific Network on Globalisation at the negotiations in New York. She says the agreement means Pacific nations will first need to be consulted if activities are taking place in the high seas bordering a country's exclusive economic zone. The proponents of the activities will need to ensure that whatever that happens in the areas beyond national jurisdiction does not impact the exclusive economic zones of Pacific seeds. Ms Dokana Singer says capacity building is required for developing countries so they could be part of monitoring MPAs. We have to remember, high seas MPAs are in remote areas, and they will need crucial monitoring and surveillance systems. And so these high-tech expensive satellite surveillance systems, if developing countries are to be part of this, then we will need capacity building. Pacific leaders have also praised the treaty. 
Cook Islands Prime Minister Mark Brown in a statement welcomed the conclusion of the negotiations and called for the adoption of the agreement to be fast-tracked. He says when the treaty is in force, ocean states will be further empowered to protect the high seas. 